1: from the NOCO FM studios in beautiful Fort Collins, Colorado. Greetings Earthlings, it is I, DJ Ducky, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Ducky's Funhouse Live. Today, we pay tribute to the worldwide musical sensation and legend who passed away four years ago this week, the one and only Prince. No doubt you're familiar with that song. That is Bat Dance from Prince's 1989 album, um, which also was the soundtrack to "Batman." Man. Um, he wrote several songs for that album, um, most of which were used in the film, a couple of which were not, but all of which were fantastic. And uh, that particular song is probably the last well-known Prince rendition you're gonna hear throughout the next two hours because I have put together some tracks, some of which you've heard, some of which you haven't, and even the ones that you've heard, you probably haven't heard done this way. We're gonna talk about Prince's legacy um, and the artists and collaborations and influencers um, and influences he has had over the music industry um, throughout his time on this planet. Um, Personally, I have been a huge fan of Prince since I was a small child. I love the film Purple Rain. In fact, I think that was probably my first Uh, exposure to Prince as it was for many. Purple Rain, of course, was an enormous success when it debuted in 1984, making ten times its initial budget, also winning an Oscar for best original song score, was added to the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry, and also spanned two number one hits from that album, When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy. However, you are not going to hear those chart-topping hits in this show at least not in the way you're used to hearing them so i've always always loved prince the uh, way with which he carried himself his artistry his clothing his makeup his stage presence and his ability to basically make music out of nothing um, was something that struck me at a very early age and i have been a diehard prince fan Uh, basically since the late 1980s, since I was a small child. So we're going to kick things off with a song that features Prince, but was not specifically written by him. We're actually going to start with a song by Stevie Nicks, who most people know as the uh, front person for the band Fleetwood Mac. And while Fleetwood Mac has had massive successes, um, Stevie Nicks also embarked on a solo career starting in 1981. This album is off for 1983 album. Um, It was written by Stevie Nicks, but was inspired by Prince. So we're going to listen to the song and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. And um, if you listen to the synthesizer, that amazing, amazing hook for the song that is created and played by Prince. And I'll talk about it more here in just a second. This is Stevie Nicks. Stand back. Stand Back by the incomparable Stevie Nicks with Prince on Synthesizer. So the story behind that song is that Stevie Nicks was listening to uh, Prince's hit Little Red Corvette, um, another song featured on Purple Rain, but uh, was listening to Little Red Corvette for the first time um, while on the way to her honeymoon. That same day, while humming Little Red Corvette inside her mind, she wrote um, what would become Stand Back. When she went to record the song, Uh, she got to the studio and she was working on it with her bandmates and she decided to call prince and tell him the story about how he had influenced and and uh, been the inspiration for that song unbeknownst to her about 20 minutes later prince showed up at the studio and said you know let's do this he decided to play the synthesizers on that song and he basically just you know composed it on the spot, which is amazing. Um, he decided that he played on it for about 25 minutes, and then he left. And uh, they didn't talk uh, too much after that. However, um, when that song became such a success, it actually hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100, Uh, she called Prince and they were talking about the success of the song and because she felt in many ways that it was his song and not hers, given that he was the inspiration for it, she offered him the uh, royalty payments from the song. And he said, well, it kind of belongs to both of us. So he split the royalties with Stevie Nicks. Um, That's one of my favorite songs, not only that Prince uh, had anything to do with, but just of all time. Um, It's no secret to people who know me that I'm also a big Fleetwood Mac fan, and I think Stevie Nicks is one of the most incredible songwriters ever. Um, And this song was so popular that when Fleetwood Mac uh, would reunite in subsequent tours starting in 1987, Stand Back became a staple on their set list, despite the fact that it's a solo song and not specifically a Fleetwood Mac song. We're gonna kick over to um, a cover of a Prince song. Um, This is by the Scottish synth-pop BAM Churches. And uh, for those of you who know Churches, you'll know that the U in Churches is spelled as a V. And they started covering this song um, in live performances um, starting in 2012 and going forward. It became a hit for their live shows. it took a little bit of digging to find a studio version of the track that was suitable for broadcast but um i managed to locate one this is churches doing i would do for, i would die for you which their version is i would die for v referencing the replacement of "us" with v's in their name so this is i would die for you by churches mm. Welcome back to Ducky's Funhouse live on Noco FM, streaming at noco.fm and the Noco FM mobile app. Did you know we have a mobile app? Uh, you can listen to us from anywhere on the planet, wherever you are, no matter whether you're near a computer or not, by downloading the free Noco FM mobile app. That was Church's and I Would Die for You, stylized as I Would Die for V, a cover of the Prince song of the same name. And uh, it's just a wonderful little synth pop rendition of it. though I do think it stays fairly uh, faithful to Prince's original composition. Churches did make it their own, um, and I really love that version of the song. We're going to switch gears a little bit, though. Uh, This track's actually recently became known to me. This is by a band called Dump, and if you're unfamiliar with Dump, joined the club, so was I. Dump is actually a stage name for James McNew, who uh, is probably best known for being the bassist for Yola Tango. Um, He was a big Prince fan as well, and decided to create an entire album of Prince covers um, using his very kind of like lo-fi indie rock sort of feel, Um, and uh, put this out as an album originally as a cassette in 1998, and it was called That Skinny motherfucker with the high voice um, which is not a name he gave to Prince that's a name that Prince actually gave to himself um, off the song Bob George from Prince's black album that was his description of himself but that's the name of the album that skinny motherfucker with the high voice and uh, we're gonna hear a an interesting version of 1999 the Prince hit from his 1979 album And um, I don't know. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about it once you've heard it. But we'll go from there. This is Dump with 1999.
2: It's more was those judgements, The sky was all my People running everywhere So I run from my destruction No, I didn't even care No, I didn't even care
3: The President's in the United States.
1: that was something wasn't it that was dump with uh, their cover of 1999 off the album that skinny motherfucker with the high voice it's probably one of my favorite album names of all time of course that's a cover of Prince's 1982 hit 1999 from the album of the same name I think earlier I said that was released in 1979 but I was thinking of for you and not uh, 1999 you would think I remember that because 1982 is when I was born uh, so uh, yeah kind of screwed that up but that's fine um, Yeah, wonderful uh, entire full cover album of Prince's music and what I find interesting about the dump project is that it shows how well prince's musical compositions can go over into other genres that it wasn't necessarily designed for because prince was a musician yes he was known for pop rock he was known for funk he was known for those things but um you know, the, it kind of spreads out across all genres of music. And you're going to hear some of those today. Um, and that was one of them. Um, we're going to move on to something that's uh, a little less well known as well, kind of continuing that, but we're going to slide over into uh, folk a little bit, talking about how uh, Prince crosses genres. So, um, Andy Allo is a musician and an actress probably best well known for being on a CW show called The Game which ran for nine seasons not a show I've seen but I've seen her and uh, she's also done musical uh, performances on like Jimmy Kimmel and other shows like that but she collaborated with Prince and uh, she actually was a singer and guitarist in his band The New Power Generation Um, she and Prince created and produced an album called We Can Love and to this date um its only official release was a 12 hour exclusive streaming on the title service on november 9th 2015 it has never been commercially released in any sort of physical format so it was up for that 12 hours and then it disappeared most of the tracks on this album are covers from other artists um but uh prince guests on most of the tracks and produced the entire album and um what we're going to hear is Andy Allo and Prince doing their cover of Tracy Chapman's fast car. Um, as far as the original song, fast car, I'm not an enormous fan of it, but I do like this version of it. Um, if that makes any sense. Um, so let's take a listen to it. This is Andy Allo with Prince on guitar, fast car.
4: We can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make some.
1: the guitar on that track. That was Prince with Andy Allo and their version of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Again, like I said, not a song that I enjoy, the original version, but that version just has a lot of soul brought into it, not only by Andy Allo's wonderful voice, but by Prince's guitar. Um, it's estimated that Prince uh, could play at least 27 instruments. Um, that number comes from his debut album, For You, in which he wrote, recorded, produced, and played every single instrument um on that album chances are he was able to play a lot more and that speaks to the musical knowledge and just the um just his his uh his intense understanding of music and how music worked um it's really really wonderful um we're going to move on now to uh the band Hindu Love Gods which if you have not heard of them you're probably not alone. This was a kind of a side project with uh several members of R.E.M. including Peter Buck, Mike Mills and Bill Berry teaming up with Warren Zevon, Zevon, Zevon. Um and uh they played some shows and and uh did some albums or one album specifically um an album which was also just called hindu love gods and uh what's interesting about this is they recorded an album that was all covers they recorded it in one night an all-night session and they did it while they were drunk um, the resulting songs were eventually released uh in album form on uh, hindu love gods but this is their version of prince's raspberry beret
5: I saw her, oh I saw her, walked into the outdoor, outdoor, for a raspberry puree, the kind to find in a second hand store, raspberry puree, when it was warm she didn't I felt the way she was, she had the nerve to ask me if I meant to do her any harm. Oh.
3: So I put her on the
5: back of my bike and we went riding. And my old man Johnson's fire. Now, rainy days, gonna turn me on. Something about the way the clouds are permissed. Too bright to know the way she kissed me I knew she knew how to get her kicks Good. Best fairy parade
3: kind to find in a secondhand store
5: Best fairy When it was warm she didn't wear much gold.
1: is Hindu Love Gods, which is all of the members of REM if you replaced Michael Stipe with Warren Zevon and their cover of Prince's Raspberry Beret. My name is DJ Ducky. You are listening to Ducky's Funhouse live and uh, today we are doing a tribute to Prince, but uh, in I think an interesting way, we're not playing Prince's hits, at least not as you know them, not as you've heard them, um, and throwing in some stories along with it. So uh, we're going to keep a a chug in here and uh Speaking about the transcendence of how Prince's music was able to move from genre to genre, I don't know that any song encapsulates that better than our next song. This is from a Norwegian house musician named Finne Bossen, and uh, this song was released in 2011 on the compilation album Future Sleeves. This is actually a remix of a cover of When Doves Cry, which was released as a uh, as a so- as a single and an EP by. The rapper Genuine. So you have Genuine covering When Doves Cry, and then you have Finnebossen remixing that into kind of a funky techno house tune. And it actually works a lot better than you would expect because we're talking about prints here. So this is Finnebossen When Doves Cry, his remix of Genuine.
3: let If you win the picture If you win the picture If you win the picture I'm gonna you cry I'm you cry I'm you I'm you i will be right back. yeah, 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 I'll
1: Something you might not know. Noco FM is also a podcast network producing one of a kind programming like the show you're enjoying right now.
0: We have talk shows, original comedy, music shows curated by real people, and a lot more. So if you like what you're hearing, make Noco FM a part of your day and tell your friends.
1: Remember, that's www.noco.fm. Welcome back to Ducky's Fun House. Today's episode is a live tribute to the musical legacy of the one and only Prince. You just heard Finnebasen with uh, his remix of Genuine's cover of When Doves Cry by Prince. Do I need to say that a second time? That does sound kind of confusing. Anyway, we're going to move on. Now, This particular song is another one of my favorites, not only that Prince wrote, but just in general, because there is... uh so much that came out of it, especially for this person. And as much as, um, I like some of the covers that I've seen done of this song, I don't think anything does it quite better than the original. Um, so what we're going to listen to next is by Sheila E and it's her, um, number one hit, the glamorous life, which was co-written by Prince, um, this was in a massive massive musical hit it got grammy nominations it was number seven on the pop charts and the number one on the dance charts um it it basic it was an, a smash hit and established sheila e um for her amazing drumming skills some of which you can hear in this track so we're going to hear now the glamorous life by sheila e You're damn right that's the nine-minute original album version of The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. When you hear the radio version of that song, you don't really get the fullest grasp of her skills as a drummer. Um, But that song has, or that album version has the full drum solo in it, um, much of which was cut from the radio edit. So, wonderful, wonderful percussion work, and you know why Sheila E. is called the Queen of Percussion. Um, We're gonna move along to another track that you have probably heard before. Um, This is a song that was written by Prince, although not everybody knows. It's uh, starting to come around, but um, this was written under the pseudonym of Christopher. Not a bad name, Um, but the character of Christopher comes from Prince's film Under the Cherry Moon. Um, This is a song that was originally intended to be recorded by, uh, one of his side project bands, Apollonia six, uh, Apollonia Katero, of course, uh, also was his Prince's co-star in purple rain and was his muse. And I believe his lover for some time as well, but this song was written in 1984, um, and recorded as a duet with Apollonia for Apo- uh, for Apollonia six, but the song was never actually published under that format. Um, he offered the song to the bangles, um, ostensibly because he wanted to sleep with uh, Bengals rhythm guitarist, Susanna Hoffs. And he said, uh, if you'll sleep with me, you guys can have the song and the rest is history. Again, I don't know that to be true. Don't come after me and sue me, but, uh, that's what's been reported um, in several publications about Prince's life. So without further ado, this is the Bengals in manic Monday. Yes, it is indeed Friday, but that was Manic Monday uh, performed by the Bangles and written by Prince under the pseudonym Christopher. And uh, according to legend, like I said, um, was given to the Bengals so that he could sleep with their rhythm guitarist. Um, Prince's version of the song, which was a demo and not a full uh, studio version, but let's be honest, if you listen to Prince's demos, they sound like studio versions of anyone else's songs because that's how good he is and that's how polished he is by the time he gets to recording. His His version of Manic Monday would not be released until last year um, under the uh, compilation album Originals, which has some wonderful stuff on it, um, including um, his version of Nothing Compares to You. Um, We're gonna move along now to another female artist that prints, was able to uh, bring along and produce a hit song with. Um, this is Sheena Easton and her song Sugar Walls. Prince wrote this song under the pseudonym of Alexander Nevermind. He produced a lot of songs under pseudonyms, uh, partially um, to uh, hide the fact that it was him and partially to get around uh, contractual obligations with his label. Other pseudonyms he used include Jamie Starr, The Star Company, and Joey Coco. Um, uh, and that's not even counting until he got into his artist, an artist formerly known as Prince Phase, But this song is interesting because the song Sugar Walls is obviously um, a... Uh, A nod to female anatomy and uh, the song came out on the 1984 album a private heaven spent 16 weeks on the hot 100 and reached number nine on the overall charts and number one on the dance chart this is a song that drew the ire of the parents music resource center now if you haven't heard of the pmrc before the pmrc was a group founded by um, many wives of um politicians who were in power at the moment, the PMRC was the brainchild of Tipper Gore, the wife of then vice president Al Gore. And, um, they basically started a crusade to say that there were songs out there that were too violent or too sexual um, or not geared for children. Um, the hearings that Congress had, along with the PMRC, led to the creation of the explicit uh, parental advisory label that you still find on albums to this day. Um, and this song, along with Prince's song "Darling Nikki," were uh, included on the list that the PMRC cited as particularly. Um, violent or sexual or objectionable songs that became known as the filthy 15. Um, So the lyrics are very sexually suggestive. The music video, however, is not, but because of its lyrical content, there were stations that even refused to play the music video. So kind of an interesting uh, place in history for this particular song. Sheena Easton with Sugar Walls. (laughs) We'll be right back. <laughs> back. Easton with Sugar Walls, a song written and produced by Prince from her 1984 album, A Private Heaven. One of the filthy 15 that was cited uh, during congressional investigations into objectionable music content. As I said, this led to the creation of the parental advisory explicit content warning that we're all used to. Now, uh, one thing people may not know is the parental advisory label um, was not actually a government mandated thing. That was a voluntary rating system that uh, the U.S. music industry, the RIAA, um, created as a way to avoid regulation similar to the um, MPAA rating that's available for movies. Um, We're going to move on now to a song that is a amazing tribute to Prince. This song was actually uh, performed two days uh, at a live show after Prince died um, by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band um, at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Um, Prince had died two days earlier and the band opened the entire set with a live performance of Prince's classic Purple Rain. God, how can you not love that? That is Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band covering Prince's iconic song Purple Rain. That song was performed live in Brooklyn two days after Prince died. And after that song, Bruce would say, there's never been any better band leader, showman, songwriter, arranger. Whenever I would catch one of his shows, I would always leave humbled. I'm going to miss that. And we're going to miss that. Prince uh, had a lot of interesting collaborations, some of which were not even very well publicized, um, one of which was actually with the band No Doubt um, on the song Waiting Room, which Gwen Stefani had written a couple years earlier and was supposed to be on their 1989 album Return of Saturn, but didn't end up appearing until the 2001 album Rock Steady. Here's what Gwen Stefani had to say about working with Prince.
0: I sent him the demo of what we had started called waiting room. And when I got off the plane in Minneapolis, we're going through the airport. His, his bodyguard was there and he had this phone. He's like, the artist wants to speak to you again. And I was like, okay. So he puts me on the cell phone and he goes, I had to rewrite the song. And I was like, oh. okay. He's like, but I think you're going to like it. And so we get to the studio and, and he's it's there, Paisley right? Park and right. he's there yeah. and he's super sweet and like is there an showing instant, us around.
1: Is there an instant sort of chemistry in the sense that you both speak the same language musically? No,
0: he's no. on a whole nother planet level. I went in the booth and I did not come out for like eight hours. I'd be like, can I get a water? Like it was like... And he would be, like, sitting at the desk, and he just literally, one, like, harmony after another, he would just feed it to me, and I would have to, like, spit it back out, and I was, it was so... Were you scared? I was so scared, because I'm not even that good of a singer, do you know what I'm saying? Like... I I I don't, I don't agree I with that. It. I
2: think your songs are hard to sing. I, I don't think those are easy. But I'm songs. saying
0: technically, yeah. as a singer, I'm like I kind of have my style or whatever. But it's not like I have a big range or you know what I mean. I, right. I I can sing in tune and I can hear notes, but but he's like a I mean he's just like a genius. Do you and, know what I'm saying? He's and he's he's like oh I haven't done these kind of um, these kind of like harmonies since like Wendy and Lisa, and I'm just sitting there going, is this happening to me right now? Like, <laughs> this is so <laughs> incredible.
1: Gotta love the humility that comes from a multiple platinum selling artist, so successful in their own right, not only on their own, um, but as well as a member of a band talking about how compared to Prince, she just can't hang. It's wonderful. But the result is a waiting room uh, from the 2001 album Rock Steady by no doubt featuring Prince um, on keyboards and background vocals. my turn welcome back to ducky's funhouse live on noco fm you just heard waiting room by no doubt uh, with a song that was produced by prince and also featuring prince on keyboards and background vocals Gwen stefani would return the favor when she did vocals on so far so pleased from prince's album raven to the joy fantastic released during the period when he was uh, unable to call himself prince due to um, contractual reasons. Now that's not to say that all uh, artists who work with Prince material produce something great. There are occasionally instances where that doesn't work out so well, and we're going to hear part of one of them now, and then I'll explain it right after. I'm sorry. Um, Believe it or not, this is Metallica doing a cover of When Doves Cry um, from a live show in 2008, and the sad thing is they did this in Minneapolis on Prince's home turf, and it is one of the worst covers of anything ever that you're ever likely to hear um, <laughs> as the AV club said, after the footage of it surfaced, dig, if you will, the picture of a sold out Metallica show where thousands of fans are held captive to one of the worst covers ever performed forevermore Kirk Hammett and Robert Trujillo will be associated with a cover so heinous that it'd be sort of funny if it wasn't fundamentally evil in nature. They, they can't all be winners, I suppose, but sad that that came from Metallica. And if I played the whole clip and you can find the whole thing online, if you uh, are in a particularly self-loathing mood, you can actually, um, when, they, when they ask the uh, crowd to react and say, what, and sing when doves cry, they couldn't be any less enthused. And this is in Prince's hometown. Anyway, here's Muse.
5: She did the same
2: At home there,
5: were 17-year-old boys And they I a dear fun. I being in a gang Called the disciples high on crack Told them I was drinking good You kill everyone inside You turn on the telly And every other story is telling you Somebody died Sister came to bed because she can't fall to feel And we're sending people to the moon In September My cousin tried to for the very first time And now he's doing all
3: this
1: didn't know that presenter was going to come up, but yes, that was Muse with Sign of the Times. I don't know a whole lot about the story behind that cover, except that it was recorded live uh, for BBC Radio, um, and you can find uh, that performance as well as another version of it on YouTube. And uh, I love Muse. I love that cover of Sign of the Times. I think it's wonderful. Prince also, um, you know, from time to time would cover music from artists that uh, he enjoyed, and um, one of which uh, what we're going to hear right now is based on prince's uh, 2008 performance at the coachella music festival um from by all accounts i wasn't there but from everything i've heard and read about this um, particular performance it was an absolutely epic set um during a lifetime of epic performances so this is prince doing creep by radiohead <laughs>
2: you. special you. Oh.
1: one and only prince doing his cover of creep by radiohead that coming from the 2008 incarnation of the coachella music festival i'm not sure but i think i might have possibly played the lesser quality version of that track um rather than the higher quality um Soundboard recording. So I'll check into that. But if you search online, you can find that entire um, 30 minute plus performance. It was pretty fantastic. Um, We got two more tracks left before we uh, mosey on out of here. Um, One of which by Prince and one of which uh, not performed by Prince. We're going to start with nothing compares to you Um, Of course, this is a song that was made famous by Sinead O'Connor And uh, Prince's version of the song would not uh, become widely distributed until years after that. But in 2015, uh, Chris Cornell of Audio Slave and formerly of Soundgarden as well um, performed a solo cover of this song um, that uh, was done actually a year before Prince died. But within two years from that point, both Prince and Chris Cornell um, would be no longer with us. So this song serves as a fitting tribute to both of them. I'm <laughs> Cornell with Nothing Compares to You, a soulful rendition of a song that uh, would inadvertently serve as a tribute not only to uh, Prince but to himself. Uh, they would both be gone um, by 2017. Rest in peace to both of them. Uh, we are up about to the end of our show and, uh, you might be thinking end of our show. What are you talking about? There's still 20 minutes left in the hour. You are right, but we have one song left in the playlist. Now this has an interesting history. Um, so on the Batman soundtrack, um, the very last song, which is also the song played during the end credits of the film is a song by Prince called scandalous. Um, this song, uh, in it's in the version we're about to hear, was released five months after the Batman soundtrack. Um, and it was also called Scandalous, but had an exclamation point added. And for that uh, single release, um Prince created uh, a version of this song, it's not quite a remix, not quite an extension, but a version of the song called The Scandalous Sex Suite. And the, uh, it, it occurs in three different acts, which are called The Crime, The Passion, and The Rapture. Um, This song features vocals from Kim Basinger, who played Vicki Vale in Batman 1989 and uh, was also uh, Prince's lover at the time. Um, You'll hear on the track that there are moans and playful noises coming from Kim Basinger, and the rumor is that uh, those were uh, legitimate um, moans and sounds that were uh, captured when her and Prince were fooling around in the recording booth. Um, strangely enough, this song and particularly the version that we're about to hear has not been released since 1989, except for a uh, Japanese release in 1997. It doesn't appear on the Batman soundtrack in its current form, nor with the Kim Basinger vocals. And uh, apparently, according there was according to uh, their the contract with Warner Brothers, there were licensing issues around the batman franchise so songs from this um Maxi single that was released um, were not allowed to ever be included on any compilations that were released under Prince's name. Um, Even going so far as to um, concert t-shirts that listed all of Prince's albums did not list Batman as a release um, and it was taken, uh, its place was taken by the term scandalous. So we are going to hear in its entirety I think for the first time on radio because no one but me is crazy enough to play this in its entirety. Um, The scandalous Sex suite by Prince. Um, thank you for joining me for this uh, odyssey to uh, Prince's legacy, and uh, hopefully you learned something, and hopefully you like some of the songs. If you missed any of the songs or you want to go back and see what I played, that playlist is available at nocode.fm, and we'll be releasing a podcast of this show as well. Um, I'm going to try to do this show every Friday at the same time, 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Mountain on nocode.fm. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, Um, you know, so more tunes next week, Um, not necessarily with a particular theme like this show, but uh, lots of stuff to look forward to coming ahead. If you like the show or you didn't like it, let us know at NOCOFM on all the social medias. We'd love to hear how we're driving. And uh, thank you so much for listening. This is Prince with the Scandalous Sex Suite.
4: I like it here.
2: You're blushing. Are you afraid? I don't know. I guess I am just a little nervous. You make me. I don't know what it is you make me.